almost 100 years ago, J.R.R. Tolkien created a world so detailed, so dense, and so finely tuned, it can make George Martin come. And now in the year of our Lord 2022, we finally get the chance to see Middle Earth and its bubbly prime. So give me that meat and give it to me raw, because we're covering the Rings of Power. Why? Wow. I I started with the uh, give me the meat, give it to me raw, and worked backwards. But then I ended up at the beginning, and I didn't know what to do for the middle, so I just made things up. Why'd you mention George R.R. Martin? Um, comparing, like he, comparing, yeah, like he's the only other person, one of the, well, not the only other, but one of the, he's the most famous fantasy author with a world comparably dense to Tolkien's, right? Yeah, genealogies and like family trees and histories and mythos and all that. There's I like, guess. there's him, there's okay. the guy who did Malazan, there's Brian Brandon Sanderson, there's a couple, but like well, George R. R. Martin's the most though. famous, huh? You don't oh, remember that's, that that's line? A quote, that's that's yeah, it's a quote from the show. Is it? Yeah, yeah Jordan says it. He says it's Elrod. He says he wants the meat and he wants it raw. Oh, I don't. Yeah, know there's that. a lot of there's a lot of a uh, questionable dialogue. I think that show. line is perfectly fine. That one's just questionably funny. Like, yeah. like that's just the funny one. It's like, okay, yeah, sure, he'll say it. It's just funny. There are a handful of lines that I find a bit strange. Well, yeah, we'll get into it. Hi, hi, everybody. Welcome to Three Two One Binge. I'm your host Chris with uh, my co-host Faison. What's up? And um. Yeah, you're nodding like you have an obvious one, but I'm currently struggling. I don't have an obvious one. I'm just nodding because I'm waiting for it. You're nodding. He's he's just waiting for it. He's just waiting for it. Um, and a hairy-footed little bastard, Tyler Zucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. What am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? What were my options here? I got nothing. I got an old man. An old, just an old man. Maybe potentially. Anyway, we're doing Rings of Power, uh, season one. Just finished airing a couple weeks back. Um, we were delayed in all of our episodes because of the leftovers. Uh, so we were delayed for multiple reasons besides leftovers. We just it was mostly <laughs> leftovers. It was mostly leftovers. Our schedule is messed up. No, it was entirely leftovers stuff. Our schedule is clearly very messed up. That Let's one not episode the delayed like by, was delayed by like three weeks because we could not watch it in the time that we allotted. Well, yes. Yeah. Is that why we didn't do her House of the Dragon episode? No, we have no, that's, that's next week. These were all supposed to happen several weeks ago. We oh. just, yeah, everything, everything got pushed back. You think I know our own schedule? Well, no. Hold on. It wasn't only because of leftovers. We also just straight up forgot to post the fucking episode half the time. No, no. It was purely because of leftovers, Tyler. It was you leftovers. bastards. Leftovers was it worth ex- it though? Leftovers exhausted the. Brain. Was it worth it though, Chris? I mean, yes. It was. It was very good. And the more I think about it, the more I like it. But that doesn't mean it didn't take three weeks for that episode to come out. I think the results paid off. It also doesn't help that the episode got delayed another week because somebody just forgot to send the description. There it is. I know Tati definitely fucked up there, and I had a stern <laughs> talking to her about that one. Had a very stern conversation about messing up that and you know really focusing on the schedule. She's uh, the one that does yeah, all sure. of them. I thought you at least did some of them. I I I give approval. You just outed yourself. We completely. We don't know what Chris wow. does. We really don't. I sign off on them. No, well, I thought you at least did a few of them. I didn't think it was I've all. Done, her. I did. I did a lot of the older ones at the beginning. I, he I, did. Yeah, in the beginning. I haven't done a couple of a lot of the recent ones. I go over them with her and we'll brainstorm together. But by she, that, I he look, just says, yeah, 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 that's fine. No, no, no. I give ideas. She just shoots them down and it's it, <laughs> it, it, it hurts. It hurts a lot. Anyway, 
Well, I'm going to blame it all on you anyways. That's, it's not her fault. Anyway, the schedule for our podcast means nothing anymore. So yeah, we'll, we'll get it fixed next year. Because, you know, I blame the year. I blame the year because it, it was good last year. And then starting in 2022, our schedule just immediately got fucked. And it has been trying not to be fucked ever since. 2023, though, I'm feeling it. It's our year. We're going to get back on track, guys. Regular. We're only good in odd years. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, only listen in odd years. Don't don't 2024. Just just wait. Just wait till 2025. We're gonna come back. That that's our hiatus. That's all. Yeah, we're gonna take it. We're gonna just skip every other year. That's 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 a good idea. That's how we can watch everything. Yeah, we binge. We binge. We plan our binges and we talk about them a year later. But we already forgot everything we watched during the previous year, so the show's completely incoherent. Isn't it always? I hope so. I really hope so. Now to this episode. Yes, this one. Thank you, Tyler. Uh, Rings of Power, a prequel to the uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Um, sort of. At, kind of. Not really. By, but by, kind by of. The, in, ter- in terms, of, okay, so it, it's it's an adaptation of a of the prequel to the books, but technically speaking, I don't think this legally shares continuity with the with the Peter Jackson movies. Yeah, I don't think it does either. It it definitely intends to. Like if you like, obviously it quotes the Peter Jackson films on several occasions. Um, so it it or I guess those probably are quotes from the book. I haven't read the books in years, mm-hmm. but it either way, it definitely feels like it is trying to feel like it's in continuity with his films. Uh, whether or not it it technically is because of like who owns things, I I'm not really sure. But it also that doesn't matter. We saw the goddamn um, what's the name of Spaghetti Western, Tyler. Good, bad, ugly. Yeah, that's what, a trilogy, a trilogy? That, that yeah. exists purely because somebody no longer owned the rights to something. So um, all I'm saying is the law is irrelevant. Do whatever you want. Uh, yeah, and, that's what I got from this. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's my main takeaway. Uh, so I mean, let me just Google things. The series brings to screen the very first time the heroic... What? All right, so no, not oh, that it's, one. It's just confusing me. Very long. Yeah. This epic drama. You're looking at Justin throw his penis again? Yeah, I was about to make a joke there. I tabbed over. I'm sorry. Um, Where was I? Uh, This epic drama is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings and takes viewers back to an era in which great powers were forged, kingdoms rose to glory and fell to ruins, and... Uh, I'm sorry, unlikely heroes were tested. Hope hung by the finest of threads and the greatest villains that ever flowed from Tolkien's pen threatened to cover the world in darkness. Beginning in a time of relative peace, the series follows an ensemble cast of characters, both familiar and new, as they confront the long-feared re-emergence of evil in Middle-earth. From the darkest depths to the mi- of the Misty Mountains, we never see them. Do- no, we do. We do. Yeah, we do. I'm not sure if... I, I always... I-, I was thinking about the... It's called the Lonely Mountain? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about the Lonely Mountains. I think it's the Lonely Mountains, right? Yeah, look it up bro- it's late. Lonely. To the majestic forest of the elf capital of... Lonely. Yeah, it is Lonely Mountain. Yeah. To the breathtaking island kingdom of Numenor. To the farthest reaches of the map. All right, Chris. I, don't it's, need it's not, I, didn't, I didn't write it. Stop reading I, it, then. You don't need to read it. <laughs> I didn't write it down, damn it. Yeah, it's a prequel. takes place about 2,000 years before the movies. follows some familiar characters, a lot of new characters. Um... And I personally really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I've quite liked it, this one. I think opinions here are, yeah, opinions here are, are right Lee, mostly pop. Yeah, there's Tyler. There's that fucking bastard. I don't know. It wasn't bad. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not negative on it, but I'm like, I'm not like um, crazy about it or anything. Give me your, give me your thoughts. What, what did you not like about Tyler? Let's go with that first. 
Uh, so my main, uh, I guess it's the main point, is that, yeah, it's an ensemble cast. Obviously, everyone's got their own shit going on, so you're not exactly gonna like everyone. If you do, that's, like, great on the show if you I, give a shit about everybody. But, of course, you're not gonna, that's not gonna happen most of the time. so many characters. For me, though, I particularly, there's what, let's say 10 characters mainly? Give or take, yeah. I think there's, like, yeah. four or five plot lines. Yeah, so... My favorite one is uh, Elrond and Durin. His whole, like, I love anytime they're on screen. They're, like, the best part for me. Their chemistry is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I love, like, that is 100% one of the best parts of the show for me. Um, who else? I forgot his name. His, the father. Arendir? No. The, the uh, elf? Yeah, no, 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 um, The sea captain father. You're thinking about um, Elendil. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him. He's great. I like him. The queen... The, the, has some questionable moments. I don't know if I want to blame that on like the dialogue or some shit, but like she's interesting for I, me. I do agree that there are some points where the dialogue just felt kind of weird. There, if yeah. it feels like they're trying to be Tolkien without succeeding. Yeah. At, at the same time, Tolkien does have some, uh, or at least within the first Peter Jackson movies, there are some weird bits of dialogue here and there as well. So it didn't throw me too much. Uh, however, those bits of dialogue tend to be more during The Hobbit, uh, which isn't a great. No, we don't talk about the Hobbit. <laughs> the Hobbits are terrible if you watch the extended cuts. If you, yeah, if you just just make the movie three hours longer, and it's not bad. I really want to see for Tof- Justice League. Tof- I mean, it did. It actually did. Uh, Topher Grace edited all three Hobbits into a two-hour film, and I would very much like to see what that is. <laughs> but he he doesn't I think release it, a lot wasn't of that... his, his. Oh, he didn't release it. I thought he did. I think he didn't release that one. He released his edited Star Wars six movies into like a two-hour film, or like a shorter amount of film. That's what he did. Yeah. Uh, either way, I like the fact that Topher Grace apparently just gets depressed and edits large sagas of films together into smaller movies. Well, I mean, the Star Wait, was the Star Wars one or the Hobbit one after he did uh, Black Klansman? That was the Hobbit one where he got really like low and depressed well, after Black Klansman. Well, yeah, because he played David Duke, so. I haven't seen Black Klansman, unfortunately. Well, you know who David Duke is. Historically? Yeah. No, I've never heard this name before. Grand Wizard. I mean, I assume that. I made that I made that assumption, but I, I don't I don't know specifically like I've never read about David Duke. Well now you know. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> Tyler here has actually an encyclopedic knowledge of the Grand Wizard lineage for the clan. Yeah, of course. Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Lord of the Rings, the Grand <laughs> Wizard style. <laughs> anyway, speaking of wizards, a man falls from the sky in the first episode. Uh in, in so actually yeah, well, you know, what's what do you think is the weakest plot line? Both of you. Mm. Did I the think the Harfoots? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I like. It's not that I don't. It's not that anytime I don't like them when they're on screen, but for the most part, when they're on it, it's like I don't particularly care because they it, don't it, really have anything like going on between them. They're just really on this journey, right? And there's this big guy that falls from the sky. Yeah. Who? Yeah. Felt very obvious. I mean, from the beginning, I was saying it was Gandalf. Yeah, it's I figured that I figured that like uh, pretty halfway through too. Yeah, I, he's a, he's a he's a wizard who fell from the sky who's friends with hobbits. I can only imagine one man. Plot the the twist in season two is going to be that it's actually fucking Sauron. Yeah, it's going to be the Again, ultimate just, bait and switch. Sauron and his split personalities. <laughs> um, I, what was the best plot line for you guys? I mean, Durin and Elrond. But I don't know if you want to consider that a 
fault line. I, think I mean, I get, you know, it's it is, yeah. Lines. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird, right? Because the other plot lines merge into yeah. like a main plot. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I didn't like the Harfoots. So it felt kind of off, right? But everything else merges into the main storyline. Yeah. I think the Harfoots ends up being very tangential because like we get those like servants of Sauron from Rune. Yeah. Um, but like it, it feels like even going forward, it's going to be probably one of the more separated ones. Yeah. Because, it's like, still going. Yeah. Because they're not going. They're not going to like uh, Numenor. They're not going to um, and and I Numenor is the only fucking city I remember. Linden, Tyler. Linden, Linden yes. Casa Doom, Tyler. Come on. Isn't yeah, Casa no, Doom? Uh, that's the Dwarf Kingdom, which is going to become a thing that's for next season for sure. Because we got yeah, teased yeah. with the Balrog Durin's Bane. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of locations, uh, I know people online fucking hated this moment. Uh, when they had to spell out Mordor. Like, I don't have a problem. I saw. I know people. Some people hated that on Reddit, but also people on Reddit don't deserve to. Dude, have I'm be honest. I didn't. Opinions. I don't even remember that scene. It was at the, the scene, end of, of after six. the yeah end of six, where it said, "Um, what's his name? Adar says this is no longer the Southlands. It has a new name or it has an old name." I oh, where they spell it out and with yeah, the, um, they, yeah, they, they write like it's. It, I don't think that I was like. I, I didn't really care. I mean, yeah. it's not terrible, but it's like really, it's like yeah, no shit, it's Mordor. You don't need to fucking spell it out. For I us. think I don't think it was for us though. I think it was just like to show the changing of the time. I yeah. don't think it was like, hey guys, reveal it's Mordor. Because we know it's Mordor. Because I, I Galadriel's see, going to Mordor. That's like I, her plot but line. I, I, I could see for the casual fan that's never watched Lord of the Rings, they kind of just threw that in there. I guess. But at I, the same I, time, I, if you weren't inter- in just, yeah, interested in Lord of the Rings, why the fuck are you watching this? I mean, because... I mean, it's like, it's yeah, the... It's also like the, the premiere show for Amazon TV, Tyler. Yeah, it also has... Yeah, it's also rather popular among non-online circles. Apparently, it's like uh, it's it's very highly viewed. Actually, plus it it, it feels like you know all these fantasy and like sci-fi like superhero shows are kind of the new like normal. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, so like I I think it's very easy to have watched this with like limited, like knowing Lord of the Rings as you've seen the movies, but not like like being super into. Yeah, like you you watched it once when you were younger, right? Like. Uh, I still, I, st- I don't personally have a problem with that. I saw some people were really getting all worked up about it. I found uh, it, it's like it's, a 10 second thing. It's like the show. Yeah, it's really not a cares. big deal. It's not, yeah, it's not a big deal. Uh, I think really the only, the issue the show has, in my opinion, two actual main flaws. Uh, it does take the hit of being a production during COVID. I think there's certain effects that you can very much notice that in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think especially in the, the early water? episodes of the water. Yeah. The water sequence, I think it's very clear. It's like, okay. We need to we need to we need to stop using the volume in any scene that we're supposed to see because yeah. it doesn't work. We've learned this. That guy, that one guy, told us. Now we understand. Um, and then I think it also just has it just has some weird lines because I think most of the time the dialogue is oh you know it actually has another thing because there was something else aside from the lines. I think it's editing is okay overall, but I think it fluctuates between pretty good and kind of really sloppy. Uh, yeah. That's my biggest issue with the show. Like, I always remember the the quote, not really a main a fight, but it's Galadriel like training against some of the other swords, the the soldiers and yeah, yeah, the soldiers in Numenor. Uh, the edit, the fight itself, choreography wine seems fine. It's is the editing How it that shot. makes it feel yeah, it makes it feel really messy because it's just got like a lot of weird cuts in it, like in yeah. between th- hits, really feel like they linger. 
Mm. Um, it, yeah, so I don't know why, but the editing on certain fight scenes are weird. But then, for example, the editing during the actual like battle with Numenor attacking the orcs, I think that's all shot really well overall. Mm-hmm. There's a couple things that feel a little bit like over edited, but I think mostly that whole sequence was fine. Yeah. Uh, speaking of like editing and stuff like that, I really can't tell why so many shows can't shoot in the fucking dark anymore. Uh, this is a problem I don't have with these things. I people I see people talk about it. I think so. I, mean, I do I, with uh, I think House of the Dragon did it relatively poorly. Yeah. Oh no, that one sucked. You couldn't see scene, shit. The beach scene, I think, actually was quite was quite dark. Yeah, the beach scene was really bad. Granted, it was very I didn't want to see filmed, that sequence. I mean, the beach scene was very obviously filmed during the day, and they did, they just brightened it mm. or dimmed it. Sorry, I don't think I really had a problem with it in this show. So I don't know. For me, referring to so it was it was during. Six, which is yeah, probably the best episode of the show so far. Uh, the main, mainly that whole thing is during night, and I'm I didn't watch it on my laptop. I watched it on my TV, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, why can't I see shit? I turn my lights off. It's like okay, that's better, but like I shouldn't have to be in pitch black to see a night scene. Tyler has severe cardiac in his eyes. I want to point out, I never, I didn't have a problem. Episode six. Uh, the battle, the battle. battle, battle. Okay, yeah. yeah I, didn't I, have have I didn't have. I want to point out. I didn't have. I didn't have either. I didn't have a problem with the long night. Yeah, which is weird. I think the long nights. I think the long nights poorly shot. Maybe it's, it was just like a your TV kind of thing. Yeah, because we I, all watched it together. There was five of us or four of us that day. Yeah, four of us. Yeah, four of us. Oh yeah, four of us watched it together, and I don't think any of us had any issues seeing anything. And then mm. I rewatched the episode with family on the TV, and I also didn't have any issues seeing anything. Um, please donate to our Patreon so we can uh, take Tyler to an eye doctor. He doesn't have insurance, and <laughs> we're worried about him. And <laughs> we're worried he's just gonna walk into oncoming traffic one day. <laughs> he's gonna say it's too dark. <laughs> he's not gonna know what's happening. I got nothing for that. All right, go this ahead. Silence speaks volumes. I, I can like, see. <laughs> I don't know. It's it becomes questionable. Uh, but let's. I guess let's go over them one by one. We might as well talk about episodes one and two together because they were released together, right? Yeah. Um. So our protagonist in this show, or our, I think, yeah, I'd, I'd say our protagonist and the main plot line follows Galadriel, uh, leader of the elves of Lothlorien, uh, as we see her in Lord of the Rings. Um. She's not necessarily younger here, but she certainly is more impulsive. Uh. We get some hint. We get some yeah. sight in the first stage. I don't know about younger. Definitely is a thing. <laughs> Yeah, well, yes, she is. But like, <laughs> you know, once, once, you know, when an elf is like several thousand years old, I know it doesn't elf. mean anything. It doesn't yeah, matter. um, we get one thing I really liked in the the opening sequences of the show. We get a lot of sights of the first stage and Valinor and mm-hmm. a bunch of shit that I never thought but we they were like see in this. They need to do it so vaguely. Yeah, because they don't. Oh, they're not legally allowed to show us much yeah. about the first stage, so they have to like vaguely show the Noldor and like loosely talk about it. We get to like see a shadow of Morgoth behind the true tree, the two trees, but we don't really get to see anything that goes down. We see a Balrog fighting um, a bunch of elves. We see eagles and dragons and a bunch of other cool shit. Uh, we get like these. We get a lot of really great shots. There are a lot of amazing individual shots in the show. That I yeah, really I will like. say that the show's one of the highlights. of The show is just the production design, minus like the volume stuff, but like, mostly for the production design. Pretty nice looking. Same thing with the shots. I, I, yeah, I'd give it to the cinematography. That's probably my favorite thing about the show. There are a lot of shots I still remember as just being really good. There's one in the opening sequences where it's a bunch of elves underwater and they've they've drowned, but there's like this hue of kind of red in these buildings that are under the water, and it, it the whole thing is uh is very macabre. I really like that scene. 
so I, I really like a lot of of the direction and overall like general cinematography. But uh, so we go from there. Uh, Galadriel's brother is murdered by Sauron. Dun dun dun. Mm-hmm. And she is unable to give up the hunt, chasing him far across the world where no one else is willing to go um, to the point that the rest of the elves are just like, we'll send you to heaven. We just need you to stop, please. You're really fucking it up for everybody else here. We need you to go. Um, and that's more or less our setup for the largest plot line. She wants, you know, Morgoth is dead. Sauron is on the Sauron is maybe dead. Everyone wants to believe Sauron is gone, but Galadriel cannot let go of it. And that is going to bite all of Middle Earth in the ass. Uh, beyond that, the dwarves have found a special metal. Um, Elrond gas- uh, ghosted his friend for like 50 years, and that's pretty fucked up, actually. Yeah, but like you gotta remember 50 years is like two months in Elvish time. <laughs> I like that sequence where he's like, come on, it was like, I know it was 50 years, and, and you okay, know, it's, but it's not like that, nothing it's not really that long. And Durin's like, you missed my wedding, and me two kids. <laughs> Elrond's like, ah, oh, fuck, that's right. They're mortal. Ah, oh, he's just gonna live right past them. Um, what else, what else happens? I'm trying to think about the other major. Oh, we meet Aaron Deer, who is an elf, a black elf in the south, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think that whole sequence. I remember when I was watching it. I'm like, oh, he's just a black man in the Confederacy, like in in the confe- the post Confederate South. Of, so like after the yeah. Civil War, that's pretty much the vibes they give. I do have to say the outrage over having non-white characters if fantasy is stupid it's extremely stupid stupid. it's so stupid there are problems with this show there are problems with house of dragon there's problems with the current mcu and star wars and all these major properties it's not because of uh race yeah woke quote unquote anything is not is not the actual issue that is a made-up thing it is not real it is stupid um and i it it frustrates me to no end seeing people try to because when, when people try to criticize this show, people have tried to talk about the show like it's the worst thing ever made. Um, it's and it's not. It's not. I think no. I think I gave it about like a B. I, about a I B. think I gave it like, like a letter pretty... grade. Like a B, B plus. I, I really enjoyed it. So if I, I wasn't a very big Star Wars or Lord of the Rings fan, I think it'd be like about average. Yeah. Yeah, that's like what I'm, I'm, I'd that's watch what I'm a season two, right? Because yeah. I'm just I'd want to know where it goes. But like it didn't like blow me away. Yeah, like, I think it was just like a solid season of television. Like I, I, I ended up enjoying it more than above average, so I'd give it a B plus. I feel like saying like a B to a B minus is like a fair grade anyone would give this, right? Mm-hmm. So people trying to talk about it like this is the worst show ever made is a fucking absurd and some of the craziest things I've ever seen. Although uh, along the same lines, calling it the opposite side is also not right. Who's calling this the best show ever? I've not seen a single person make that claim, Tyler. I don't know. I think the subreddit said some things about like episode six being up there. Uh, like best TV shows episodes of all time, like they like saying that it wasn't even the best fight that came out this like this this month. Uh, <laughs> uh, did we have another fight really? Yeah, House of the Dragon. You get uh, that's episode three though. That's like well, that's I mean, like, I... that's a while ago. Episode three is the best fight between both shows for sure. Yeah, so but there's no there's no real fights in the back half of House of the Dragons yet. Because we're setting up for next not time. like a battle scene, no, yeah, yeah, yeah episode, but... three, episode three's battle with the crab with the the crab. All right, crab sorry, people, yeah. not last yeah. month. My bad. Yeah, okay. The specifics of that. Three, <laughs> sorry, I'm like thinking like fuck. I haven't I, I behind on Andor by a few episodes. Did I miss something? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Giant space battle. Yeah, <laughs> Andor though is actually the best show to come out uh, this like season of TV. It has it has easily been the best. 
of the of the main like big. It's gonna be hard to be House of the Dragon for me because I'm a big. Uh, well, neither of us have seen season four of uh, Atlanta yet. Yeah, we haven't seen season four. We haven't seen season four of Atlanta yet. That's a good point. I'm talking. No, about I'm just like, gonna tell you, it's gonna be stuff. it's gonna be hard to beat it because just because I'm a huge just Game of Thrones fan. That's fair. We'll talk about House of Dragons what next week, Tyler. Uh, no, because next week is our hundredth episode. Oh my god, week after. Yes. Okay. So, uh, we'll talk about that the week after. I have problems with House of Dragon that prevent it from being too high. On my ranking, I think all those problems are going to be fixed by season two. Well, I mean, yeah. it's not going to be on your ranking to begin with. So, well, I mean, I'm not even on my ranking weekly. I mean, I'm in like just like ranking the shows that are like the big property shows that have been coming out lately, like this, ah. this last couple months. So, what is it? It's Lord of the Rings, House of Dragons, Andor for Star Wars, and She Hulk. I guess is probably going to be kind of the MCU. Don't one. say She Hulk is better it's than not... House of the Dragon. Uh, I've seen two episodes. I like She Hulk. I have not seen enough to make any possible judgment. Okay, but I have liked She She Hulk so far. Um, Andor I think is the best of them though. It is extremely well written and well directed. But we'll do that when we're gonna do that when Andor season two finishes. Because we'll anyways, back to, back to Lord yeah, of the Rings. Back to Lord of the Rings. Um, Galadriel was sent to heaven. Uh, she refuses to go. Uh, jumping out of the boat rather than simply be at peace because she just can't let go of pretty much how angry she is. Uh, and I think this was a sequence that, well, I know this was a sequence that pissed people off because of the whole swimming thing. Like she swims for a while. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't have any strong feelings about that either. Wait, way. what's the, what was the complaint? That, well, she, she, she swims away. Like what's her plan? Is she just going to swim forever? Why doesn't she have a plan? As if this wasn't like an impulsive character beat where she's like, I just can't go to Valinor. I can't let go of this. I don't think she even, I don't think she thinks far enough to know if she'll make it out of that. Uh, okay. Some, some complaints of the show, I think were unwarranted. Uh, she ends up with a mysterious. I do think the swimming scene was kind of dumb, though. See, there we go. I have, and you would have it from somebody. Defend your stance, Faison. It, it's not. It's just more of the fact that she's stranded out in the ocean for however long. Yeah, but the I get that she's an she goes elf. To Valinor. But no, it's not. Like, I, don't, I don't mind that she she like impulsively decides not to go. Mm. Just maybe, just not have her swim forever. <laughs> <laughs> she's got the endurance <laughs> she's, got the she's fueled by hatred she's fe- actually that is pretty much probably the reason she made it it's just pure hatred uh she ends up on the raft of a strange and mysterious man who feels very intentionally cast to look as similar to aragorn as possible because the first time i saw him i really took a had to do a bit of a double take yeah when i heard his whole story uh, at that point of like oh you're a lost king who doesn't want it. it's like are we just doing that again it, even even just visually, like this man. I mean, yeah, his face like does look like Viggo Viggo, Mortensen. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like the first time I saw it, I did a bit of a double take. I'm like, wait, did they cast Viggo Mortensen to play like somebody? Yeah, I know he look exactly the same. Yeah, and it was it's a very intentional trick, um, to fuck with to get the audience to kind of trust him, um, and god damn it, it made us at least for those of us who were watching it together, it led to a long period of like, no way spoilers i guess for those who you know did you don't know um how can't sa- be sauron <laughs> spoilers for someone who decided to watch this podcast episode god damn it. yeah we were we were arguing about it for a good bit of time we were you know we were debating it in, in the discord we were watching and we were like i don't know i don't know maybe it can't be sauron it'd feel weird it may be weird if it's sauron i can't be sure and then it's like motherfucker that piece of shit it's him it's sauron and you i goddamn I fucking, liar that goddamn whore how could you <laughs> how could... <laughs> uh, and that sequence is great um, episode three. What the, the eight and eight? You mean 
Yeah. Although I'm trying yeah. to hit this chronologically, but I'm real. I'm feeling like a lot happens because there's so many plot lines that trying to cover it all chronologically. You're just a doing lot it by happens, character beats. But also at the same time, like if you look at individual episodes, some of them nothing happens. It's, yeah, that was also kind bag. of the problem. That was kind of the problem. It's not. It's not like. Yeah, I watch a show. I just finished it 20 minutes ago. And it was kind of hard to, to keep going. I mean, I watched it alone. These guys watch it together. Mm. So, like, getting together was definitely more, like, having mm. fun with it. So you're watching with friends or whatever. Watching it alone when you watch an episode and not nothing, like, particularly happens. Like, uh, do I really want to watch another one? And then you get to, like, something like episode six. It's like, okay, should should happening. What's going to happen next? I do I think, think the show suffered from, like, a pretty big pacing issue. Just on the fact that there were so many different storylines. So every episode was essentially one storyline for 10 minutes, another for 10, another for 10, right? I just want to point out, uh, was Aaron, what's his name, Arendor? Arendor. Did Yeah, Arendor, I think. Um, Did his uh, plot just not, what the fuck was his plot after six? He doesn't show up again after six. Exactly. Or he shows up. Yeah. He, he's 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 with the queen. He's with the, the woman who they're going to to the Anduin. Yeah, and he just never shows up because yeah. I like based on the first few episodes, it seemed like he had a bigger role, but then the, he kind of didn't do shit. Well, I, I I don't know if I agree with that because he basically he defends the town. His his arc I think comes to a pretty solid place here, a, a solid conclusion for right now, like as a character. Uh huh. Um, and it's very clear we're gonna see him again. See yeah, it's not like it's not yeah. like he's just completely dropped off. But at the same time, I don't know. The first few episodes made it seem like he'd be more of a central focus mm-hmm. compared to like what actually happened. I guess that's fair. I didn't really, I didn't really think about that. <laughs> like the because at that point, by the time he goes, we're suddenly very focused on, uh, we're suddenly very focused on other problems, specifically the Halbrand situation as it continues to unfold. Unfold. Um, but I do agree with what you're saying, Faison. I think that the fact that there's so many plot lines and the fact that we're jumping between them all kind of gives this feeling of like you get into a certain plot and then it's like oh fuck and then you don't see it for another like two episodes like watching nfl red zone (laughs) but without all the good parts someone somebody somebody will get that not me Uh, i got it it. (laughs) uh i it's it's weird because i don't feel like each episode is paced poorly in terms of like like feeling overly dragged on I think it's just there's a certain choppiness to to the switching, which again I think that does come down to editing, right? Like if I had to pick a, re- I don't up, even know if it comes to down blame. to editing. I think that having like it felt like every episode it would they just cut a plot, and they're like, well, we'll just we covered it last week, so we'll cover it next week. I think that's exactly what happens to Aaron Deer. Mm, I guess that's fair. I want I'm trying to think about what was the right way to handle it. Because there is a lot. Yeah, and I, I, I really don't know either. I, I'm wondering if they should go the Stranger Thing route and compress certain episodes into, like, larger episodes, basically. Because Stranger Things' latest season had episodes that were anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours long, which is obscene. And yet, people still watch it. I haven't and I finished mean, it. It was, but... a problem for that la- it was a problem for that last episode. They didn't need to do that. I didn't see the last episode. That's the one episode I haven't watched yet. Because <laughs> um... <laughs> it's a fucking two and a half hours long. I haven't seen it. Yeah, where am I going to find the time for that, Tyler? That's very. Yeah. I need, I, I need Wait, to set two a, and a half hours long. I need to set it a time. It didn't need up to be the they, season finale. 
It didn't need to be. They could have split like the last hour and make it like the epilogue to the season. You didn't need to do this whole thing in one. Yeah. But again, now that's why I think maybe condensing them wouldn't have been the right solution. So I don't really know what was the right fix. I think no, honestly, I don't either. I think they just had a lot they needed to kind of touch on. Not a lot that really needed to spend a whole lot of time on, but like they needed to get Numenor and all that stuff off the ground. Uh, they clearly are setting up a conflict between Adar and Sauron going forward. Um, uh, what's his name? God damn, Isildur is missing in the last episode, yeah. which I think was quite an interesting choice. And I'm kind of curious to see what, because like as an audience, we obviously know he's there, so they don't treat it as a surprise, which is the right call. They don't like treat it as a fake out death or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, he's just very clearly going to have a plot line in Mordor next season, uh, and that actually interests the hell out of me because I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. Um, they wanted to set up Durin. They wanted to set up. Uh, Durin's Bane, more specifically. Yeah, I mean, they they basically set up the founding of Gondor and Elendil becoming king. Yeah, uh, they set up the Hobbits. They set up Gandalf. They covered they covered actually quite a lot of content. They're going to ruin, so it's like there's there's a lot that was done here, and I'm I'm hoping that going forward because there's so much that was covered here and we don't really need introductions for a while, mm -hmm. uh, the pacing will be a little more consistent. And I'm also hoping that some of the plot lines condense to the point that we don't need to follow so many. Yeah. I'm kind of hoping like Galadriel and uh, Elrond's plots are basically shared this season, you know? And yeah. I'm hoping, you know, I, I'm just hoping that we cut down on the number of plots by one or two. That'd be nice. Uh, I overall like the action over like the visual. I'm trying to think about what else there is, though. The action is nice. Yeah. Yeah, the action is pretty good. I mean, yeah, episode six is the highlight of the show. I think I really actually liked that the way they handled that fight, as in like kind of like having the how they handled the villagers versus this army of works, because uh, it feels like a great sense of up and down where you're kind of questioning it a bit because it's like, wow, they 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 did a really clever. The, the villagers have pulled together a pretty cool plan here, and it's working. It's no, working it's not. It wasn't well. it's working. Like, I, there's the moment where it's like, no, it, it wasn't working. <laughs> there's the moment of like, man, that feels like it's working way too well. Like this is yeah, like, this that was feels way like it too easy. They shouldn't have been able to kill <laughs> all those orcs. And then like they pull it's the, the first part of a boss like, fight. Oh fuck! The yeah, secondary it's the first part of a boss too. fight. It's like, damn, I'm kicking his ass, and then he powers up against like, oh fuck me. Yeah. Literally, when you don't know, there's a phase two. I I think two things that the show does really well that I I've really enjoyed. Um, specifically, I like the villains a lot. Um, Adar, I think, is like in a, a fantastic character in this. Who, who is he in Game of Thrones? Um, he's Benji. Ben, yeah, okay. Uh, Benjamin. Yeah, yeah Benji. Yeah, whatever. Close enough. Yeah, no, I do like him. Yeah, I think he's a great character here. The idea that he's one of the the elves who was first turned into an orc, and because of that, he shares like a really strong kinship to what are probably his actual children, and he's just trying to build like a place for them. But mm -hmm. he's also kind of a monster and evil and insane. I remember um, people were thinking that he could be Galadriel's brother. I saw a couple of, of theories for him. I didn't know the Galadriel brother one. That would have been pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I don't think he, they needed another twist because we already yeah. had like a major twist for like the whole of the show. Yeah, I don't think we need any more as well. I do like how he functions as a really good foil to Galadriel in a way where... Mm -hmm. Like, especially this, one of my favorite sequences in the whole show is when she's interrogating him. And he basically says, you know, if you were looking for, an, uh, if you were looking for someone corrupted by Sauron, your, your, your search should have ended when you looked into a mirror and she's like pretty much about to murder him. <laughs> I think that sequence works really well. And like the character is like this pale reflection of who she is and like who she could be if she keeps doing this. 
Uh, and in that same way, she ends up being a, she ends up getting reflected really well by Sauron. And I think that their dynamic and both of their character arcs are fucking fantastic in this. And I think are both the highlight of the show is is basically just them two together and everything that works with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the fact it's funny. People have called Galadriel a Mary Sue, um, which is basically but another, she is. She <laughs> she is not. No, no. Like in, in the not. books, she literally is, though. Oh, yeah, sure. In the books, yeah. Well, she's in the books, of course she is. But in this, she takes nothing but losses the entire show. Yeah. She continuously fucks up over and over again and makes everything worse because of her character traits. She's yeah, inadvertently think... causing the end of the world, like the borderline end of the world. I think people don't know what Mary Sue means. They just use they that don't. as a term to be like, Woman I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Because, no, she makes, she makes nonstop mistakes. The entire yeah, time. Uh, Mary Sue is like somebody that's protected, like perfect. protected yeah. by plot armor. Yeah, not even that. Just also like flawless. Also perfect. As well. Yeah. Yeah. And like does everything right. Yeah. I mean, like I don't do a single thing right this entire season. She makes bad calls everywhere. She yeah. nearly I mean, falls I... in love with the devil. I do love that. <laughs> he was very charming. He was extremely charming. He but looks like Viggo like, Come on. They're just sitting together, and she's like. I kind of felt that. And it's like, she nearly fell in love with the devil. He proposed to her. He made rings. He tried to make two rings, one for her and one for him. It's, she has done nothing right that entire show. And when she realizes, she still keeps it a secret because of the way she is. And it's all supported by her character and the kind of person that she is. And, and it, I think it all has worked extremely well. And I, I think, think that's why I don't particularly I like her. It's because she's like, she's so like, yeah, as a character, it's fine. Like, it makes sense, but just watching her stick to this certain way, knowing that, like, yeah, oh, if you do it a little bit different, this would be like helpful, beneficial to you. I don't know. I kind of like a character who plays who ends up being oddly tragic, and they don't realize it. Like the next time, like when we see her in, let's say, the Tolkien movies, she is so far removed from the person she used to be able to be, and it's almost like a punishment. She's like in the books. I know Lothlorien is able to fight in the war for the Ring. Like they defend mm-hmm. against the orcs. But um, she doesn't really get to be actively involved after her, at least according to the movies, after her interaction with Sauron again in The Hobbit, she's pretty much completely on her ass after already being drastically weaker than we last saw her. So I think it ends up being like this tragedy of like she's forced to the sidelines for a fight that she had become so obsessed with because she was never able to let it go. Um, I, I like mm. I like characters who stick to their convictions to the point that it either fucks them up or straight up turns them into a villain. Yeah, I, I, kinda, I watched, do. Uh, I don't mind. I it. do. I do like that trope. I do like the trope. I think I don't know well, if this is weird because it's like it's the first season. So if that were me, it shouldn't remain her trope. But like she's no, gonna have going to. Work. No, no, definitely not. But just uh, watching it this season, it's just gonna be like, ah, oh, it's like this is it's not I don't want to say one note, but like it's the only word I could think of. I do kind of get be... though where you, you do it does feel a little frustrating at times. I yeah, can like see it as that. Like again, I understand the point, but watching it is just like, just, it's like ah, oh, just so many things you can do to be like make this easier on yourself. Your whole thing this whole season was kill Sean, like fuck everything else. Yeah, I I don't I think it were it reminds me a bit. I recently saw uh Tales of the Jedi, the animated Star Wars show that came out last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a series of shorts, six of them, and three of them are focused on Count Dooku. Um, and they are the best ones by far, in my opinion. And they do a great job of showing him as a character who's so obsessed with his convictions that he can just throws everything else the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it finally makes Dooku interesting for the 
first time in canon since his book came out. Uh, and it kind of reminds me a bit here of Galadriel as well, where she is so stuck by her convictions and the thing that she believes in, and she believes everyone else is in the wrong, that she's going to fucking pay for that. Uh, and I think that there's also some really good stuff in contrast with the elves, because we have a line from Durin's father that I think should have probably been stated somewhere else to make it more prominent, but it basically shows that the elves are in Middle-earth against the will of the Valar, yeah, and that the gods are basically saying, pack it up, it's time to go the fuck home. They're getting evicted. Yeah, they're, they're getting evicted from Middle-earth. They're going back to the parents' place in Valinor. You got to move in. And the el- the elves are desperately clinging on to it in the yeah, same way like, that no, Galadriel is. Go. Yeah, it's the same shit that Galadriel's doing, but like a different yeah. motivation. So I think that all ends up working super well. Just like they are bringing, they're all bringing in their own folly. Like they're, they're causing their own destruction going forward. Gilgadad, Gilgadad is unintentionally going to get himself killed because of this shit. And Elrond is going to end up extremely depressed for the next 2,000 years, basically wishing he could die. And then, or like at least having a weird thing with death, because God, mm-hmm. when you rewatch Lord of the Rings, it's over. Like his relationship with death is very unhealthy for an immortal being. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I I really like. I, people called it called the show. So they, they they didn't give the show a lot of credit in terms of like Tolkien's lore, and I think that it ultimately did a really great job of encapsulating a lot of the stuff that he wrote about, especially yeah. in his letters. But like uh, so, like the hardcore book fanatics are gonna be pissed. But it's like yeah. they they just didn't have the rights to the book. Yeah, they did not have the Silmarillion. They had his letters and some other second age stuff. I think it's which I guess you could you could question like why would you write a sh- why would you do a show then based off of that? But I think it. Worked what else really are you gonna good. do it on? I, think it, I also think it worked for that because I think yeah. that like they I think that's a lot of there's been the what thinking about Lord of the Rings in retrospect after watching this has been uh, really interesting because have you actually get a sense of Galadriel as a character as opposed to like that this weird, omnipotent mis- being yeah that strange like elf lady who like gives Gimli a hair that one time uh you know you actually get to kind of get a sense of like oh I can see that everything is a bit recontextualized her sequence where she talks about like instead of a dark lord you'll have a queen not terrible, but beautiful as the dawn, stronger than the foundations of the earth. That's like, oh, this is basically you rejecting Saur- Sauron's advances one last time. Yeah. Your ex is sending you the ring over the mail, and you're like, no, no damn it. chill, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sauron also actually gets really fucking interesting thanks to this show. Because yeah, Sauron you, don't, books... you don't get the, I mean, in the books, yeah, but I think in in the movies, you don't get you a character get from him because no, he's, he's just an just eye. He's a scary eye. <laughs> But uh, with this, you actually get like a really solid understanding of him and how he's different from Morgoth. Whereas Morgoth was just like, pure evil. Bad. Yeah, I'm really mean. Sauron's like, no, no, I want to save the world. The problem is everyone is so stupid that they can only be saved if like a really smart person is in charge. Yeah. And the only smart person who can keep everything in order who can be in charge is me. So I just have to take over the world and then I can undo all the evil stuff I did. And it's like a, it's like an Ouroboros, it's like a fallacy, like a complete thought mistake, but it's so perfect because it is just as counterintuitive as everything Galadriel's doing. Mm-hmm. So it continues to parallel them super, super well. I think both of their characters are like the best part of the show for me so far. I'm really liking that. Um, I think the character work overall has been really solid. I think that if the dialogue was stronger to support it, I think it'd be a lot I'd better. Have, it'd be better. You, you be want to talk better. about some of our favorite, uh, really, he said that moments? I think the worst one for me is the one that still sounds the worst, even though it's technically fine. I don't like the C is always right. It just feels weird. And it feels like there's a better way to have written that line. 
that one I'm okay with because <laughs> I'm okay. Like, yeah, of course, like in any fantasy or sci-fi show, there's going to be some line that's like in-universe makes total sense just as like you hearing it out of con- not out of context just like hearing it, it's like huh that's a weird like we gonna mean the shit of it way now like i think it's fine in context uh for me the stranger saying uh, when the min what is it minions are on servants are on mm. uh when they say no he can't he's not so on he's and he's like i'm good it's like why <laughs> yeah. the oh, fuck yeah. would you that's I, I that one that one felt yeah i agree with that one um what are some other ones because i know there's a couple that i remember being like the- the queen has some, I don't know why the hell they wrote the queen's dialogue like this. I didn't really like the queen. I'm okay with her, but yeah. like some some moments of her are quite like when uh Galadriel's gonna touch the orb, she's like, Here, touch it. Wait, I will must warn you. It's like <laughs> what why would you do it in that order? Yeah. There's another time later where she like oh wait, no, now it makes sense. She can't see. No, okay, that one's fine. <laughs> I was gonna say the time <laughs> where she it's a click. No, yeah, I was gonna say the time because, like, I remember watching it, like, calling out, like, after at the beginning of episode seven when, like, everything's torched. Mm-hmm. And, um, is Ildoy? Is that his name? Uh, his friends, his friends, I don't know his friends. Name. I don't remember his friends. Well, it's his friends, are uh, like, digging another friend out from like under the wreckage. Oh, and he's dead. And yeah, but like, the queen's like, come on, guys, here. And like, I, watching it, I'm like, why the yeah, they're clearly helping somebody. Calm the fuck down for a second. It's like, <laughs> oh, wait, she's blind now, it makes sense. Yeah, no, that actually, that that does track. Actually, yeah. is that before? Isn't that before she got blinded? Mm, oh no, because like she throughout that episode, she's walking and they realize she's blind. So yeah, like, when she, would she, she got, be? I, I assume she got blinded when like those sparks fell kind of close to her eyes and she screamed really loud. Was that in that episode? That was in six. I don't remember off the top of my head. But regardless, you know, this, I mean, yeah. like if if she wasn't blind, then like yeah, what the hell are you doing? They're clearly helping somebody. <laughs> That one's a 50-50. We'll leave it up to the audience to interpret. Um, I think my favorite line, though, has to be Doran's, give me the meat and give it to me raw. It is yeah. iconic. It is amazing. It is perfect. And I wouldn't change it for, for anything in the world. That's just a hard part. It's like, huh, really? What, what are you doing here, Doran? <laughs> you really wanted to say it like that, Darren? The yeah. moment the moment Disa's not around, he's just... <laughs> um, I also love his fucking... A bit of a side thing, but his, prank, his trick to Gilgadad. Where he's like, this table, you know, is buried with our ancestors. And Gilgadad's like, I'm he just, so sorry. He just so made sorry. a bunch of elves <laughs> carry that table for who knows how long. God, I fucking, I love that bit. Like that's miles. Crazy. Yeah. But I think, I think that's the biggest issue. Just some of the, some of the dialogue writing is weird. It's, I, I hope that that gets better. And then I also think the editing, I think actually the editing might bother me more than the dialogue. Because I can I can live with wonky dialogue. I, I've seen wonky dialogue in plenty of places. Everything mm-hmm. has at least one line that's like, okay, that was weird. Yeah. But uh, the editing is really where it's like, this feels a bit unprofessional compared to the rest of the show. Like everything else feels very high quality. The, the performances are all excellent, I think. I think there's a couple that, I think Halbrand stands out as the best for me. Um, but I think overall the performances are great. I think the cinematography is great. Visuals are great. And then the editing is like, why does this feel so oddly amateur compared to everything else in the show? When we have a lot of great editing in like House of the Dragons, I think the best thing about that show is, or one of the best things about that show is the editing. Um, I think it has is extremely well edited uh, to the point that like you're not really thinking about it because it's it's not it's not distracting at all. Yeah. Whereas here it's like I notice it. It's like this doesn't feel right. Something something feels like it's gone horribly wrong in the process here. Um, 
I think that's it though. Do you guys have anything else you uh, you kind of like want to cover? Uh, oh, I mean, like I guess the finale, the quote unquote reveal or tease that uh, the stranger is Gandalf. Mm-hmm. It's a nice moment. I like it. I think the quote is fun. I think he's actually a pretty solid Gandalf pick. I think he's got the eyes for it. So like the kind mm-hmm. Cullen eyes, like yep. like a good face for it. I like it. Um, I like the implication that he likes hobbits. Gandalf just likes hobbits because he met one really nice hobbit like 2,000 years ago. And now he just needs like an emotional support hobbit at any given point in time. <laughs> and if, if possible, he'd like to have his emotional support have, hobbit have extra hobbits as backups just in case, you know? Yeah, just, just in case, case something else. happens. <laughs> After what nearly happened to Bilbo, he's like, I'm taking three hobbits on this next adventure. And I'm taking four. Um, so I really, I really enjoy all of that. I think it's going to be fun to see that develop. I do think we're going to get the blue wizards still. I don't know I don't, anymore. I feel like Sauron clearly did not train these guys, right? These, these seekers who were searching. For yeah. Them, right. So it they, could came, be. they came from rune, which is to the East. Yeah. So I still think that the blue wizard theory that you get gave, because there were two takes on the blue wizard in Tolkien's legendarium, um, which what I, it's probably were meant to be a retcon. But if they wanted to keep both of them as equally canon, they could apply. Yeah, I, no, it was wizard. definitely it was for sure a retcon. It was definitely a retcon because I mean it was like the two of them went, the two of them went to the good side, and then in another story, the two of them went to the mm-hmm. bad side. <laughs> so just we'll split the difference. One of them went good, and one of them went bad. And one of them is probably starting a cult in Rune. I'm excited to see Rune. That's probably got to be one yeah. of the things that like I want to see what the fuck these are like places like. that have never been touched on ever in in any meeting because bar- there aren't very many. Lord yeah. of the Rings content out there. Yeah. Although I am I'm glad for that. I'm kind of happy that, you know, we're getting the show, but that it's also been a nice long time since our last time in Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. At least for me, it definitely makes me just enjoy it a bit more as opposed to like if this was an MCU thing where it's like, all right, it's time for time for the Legolas miniseries, guys. Yeah. Oh, that's oh. one thing I do I that's one thing I wish that fucking any other franchise would do. It's like after the bigger thing, after a big event, it's like give us a year off, please. Us, make it hype more than that, honestly. Like, like give it, give, make us hyped to come back. It's yeah. not like, oh, I missed this movie. Well, it doesn't matter. The next one is out in a month. And I think, I think honestly, I think at least Disney's intent, let's say, was like, okay, instead of giving them movies, we'll give them shows, and they'll still be hyped for the movie. I think for the MCU, and I think it that's proven it. could clearly not be. Yeah, I don't think that's actually. I think the problem great. with the MCU is that people assume that they need to watch every piece of content. That is also very true. Yes, I think that's a very fair way. To I think it. that's the thing I was running into, and then I realized I just don't need to watch all of it. Yeah, that's fair. I I I choose to, and I I and I also I think have the least complaints about Phase Four out of here. I think it's I mean I still want to watch I still want to watch everything because I do like the idea of a connected universe. The problem is putting it out so fast. That is also yeah. true. It, it does I, it does really fly at you. I do understand the business practice of like, yeah, a new episode of one of our IPs every week on our streaming platform. And it's like, okay, I see that. That feels like a really good idea in practice because it means that people who are paying for it always have something new they can only get on your platform. And that's what they're really paying for, right? On top mm-hmm. of the library of content. Um, I think it's just when it's all the same IP, it's like, okay, please. Like how much have, more? Can I have can I have an Indiana Jones series or something to break it up? Can I <laughs> Yeah. Can I, get, can I get that can that Willow show or in that Blood and Bones show, Percy Jackson, anything, Aragon? And and they are producing more. I think that things are gonna kind of thin out a little bit going forward. They have a bunch of book adaptation series coming out. Mm-hmm. Here. I like how we've gone to a completely different topic of conversation. But they, you know, they have a bunch of stuff coming out that I'm hoping it, will it, thin out the ranks. 
we're talking about the streaming landscape works in yeah and you know i think that it it's tempting for a lot of a lot of franchises to do that and i'm hoping the lord of the ring doesn't do that even if rings of power continues to be successful because like the boys i we love the boys here i don't care about the college spinoff I don't want the college spinoff, and I'm not going to probably not going to spinoff. They're coming out of the college yep. spinoff, and I'm not probably not going to watch the college. What's it? What's it? What? It's about college. Who's in college? It's, it's, None of the it, major characters. That we it's see. in it's the like one person I think. In the show, it's supposed to be like Vought's uh, sponsored college where they train superheroes. Oh, I, I don't care about this idea, and I'm yeah, probably not going to watch the show unless it gets very high, like. You know, spoken word type of thing for people I trust with it. And I, I it's like I don't really want that. I don't really want I, I, I want a lot of the Game of Thrones spin-off stuff they're doing right now. They right? canceled like, like two two whole shows, by the way. Oh, did they? I have to check out that yeah. one. Because I want a lot of it. I like the one that's like the Far East. That sounds pretty cool. The Jon Snow show. I kind of really I really like that. Uh, it's like duck and egg. Okay, okay, you know, maybe. And then it's like the sea serpent. It's like I I don't really care about a sea serpent prequel like he's i cool. think hold on I, I gotta look it up because i remember i do remember they canceled a couple of prequels i just don't remember which it ones is. it was yeah. but like you know i think that they have a lot in the pipeline as i was last aware of um and i don't necessarily want all of that i don't really think i think i want maybe half of it to be honest give or take you know, maybe I just, I just read something and it was wrong. I'm trying to see. I mean, this is yeah. This is the last thing I see. It's like I don't really know how I feel about. I don't care for the sea snake. I don't know how I feel about ten thousand ships or the hedge knight. I want snow and I like. Well, sea snake will be. I think it'll be relatively good. It it probably will all be like at least solid. Uh, Duncan Egg will be pretty good. Actually, I I think it'll be really good uh, based off the books. So it's not a lot of like. What's it called? HBO making it up. Mm. I, that that is that could that probably is going to be for the better. <laughs> and it's it's a story of a king that wasn't supposed to be a king. That'll be fun. It's just it, I, it, I it ties like... in more into current Game of Thrones, like um, not current Game of Thrones. Sorry, like yeah, I guess Game of Thrones, the the actual Game of Thrones show, mm. pr- uh, pretty well. I just feel like there's a, a lot of saturation in pretty much every major IP mm-hmm. right now. And I, I'm at least very happy that Game of Thrones is doing animated stuff as well to like mix it up. I think that that's a big place that a lot of other like IPs have been fucking up is like just keeping it all very similar, um, especially the MCU, which has like one canon animated show and it's bad. Uh, so it's like, I, I'm glad that there's some variety, but I also just feel like saturation is a big thing. And I'm really happy Lord of the Rings is like, it's been about 10 years since our last time. In It'll also never be saturated show. because uh, the Tolkien estate's very picky about handing exactly. their IP out. They're very picky, and I think it's for the better because it, it just makes it feel a lot more special. I, it really felt nice seeing Middle-earth again after like so long. And, and it I, looking beautiful. And it looking beautiful. And I never have that feeling watching a Marvel thing. I'm never like, oh boy, I'm going to get to go to Marvel place again. I'm excited. <laughs> Because, but that's just because the universe isn't built like Lord of the like Lord I mean, of the Rings is. Even if we do like their space stuff, which is genuinely pretty like aesthetically interesting and stuff, you know, it's like I'm not interested to be in space. I'm not interested to see Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> I'm I'm barely interested in general. But it's like, you know, I, there's no sense of like, oh man, this is this is the thing I can't wait for. It's more like, oh man, 
weekly weekly thing. Well, again, that, that's because you grew up in Lord general, of the Rings. Man. That's probably also. just that you're right. That is a lot of nostalgia. Even as a kid, I wasn't a big MCU person. So it is a lot of nostalgia involved. I can definitely admit that. But hey, I think that's the binge, right? Yeah. <laughs> the massive tangent. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we got it covered. I think we got it covered. Can we get a ranking now? Number uh, number three. Oh, we're ranking our top three episodes. Top three uh-huh. episodes. Or do you want to do moments? I think moments. It's a ten episode eight show. Eight, eight episode. episode show. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna be listening, more. Let's do be listening half the show. Uh well shit. I was focused on episodes. Uh give me a minute. Uh the number three moments, is the hard moments, one. Moments. I know my two and my one for sure. Um my number three is the tough one. Hmm. That is difficult. You know, I'm, I give gonna, that... hmm. I'm gonna say um like the the battle sequence of episode six as my number three. Oh, mm. so, yeah, like the fight, pretty much, pretty much just the whole fight. I'm gonna just, I'm just gonna cheat and take that. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm trying to think where would I put that because, like, I obviously want to put something from six in there. So I think okay. I would too because I think two and one are pretty set in stone for me. Yeah, I think I I figured out what my two and one were, and I think I think that the character moments end up winning here quite a bit. Yeah, I'll put it at three. All right. Number two, kind of curious to see what everyone's gonna be here. Uh, whoa! Did does the battle scene count Mordor becoming a thing? No, 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 no. Yeah, so happens. my two is going to be Mordor, like the formation of Mordor. Okay. My number two is going to be the conversation between Galadriel and Adar, that whole sequence in the barn. Um, just that that whole scene when they're in the barn together where he's shackled, that's my number two. I, I really love that conversation. I think everything about the dialogue there works perfectly like it's supposed to. Uh, and I, I think it works. I think it's great. And mine is the uh, stone uh, rock cutting competition between Duran and Owen. I just oh, love that. That's the first move. That's fun. Oh. I like that scene. That's a good yeah. pick. I can I can get behind that. It's good. Uh, number one. Um, it's Sauron gonna be reveal. Sauron reveal. Sauron Galadriel talking and the reveal. Yeah. And that by that shot, you mean that like the whole the, the flashback, all the yeah, flashback yeah. stuff. That, that yeah, I, that, that's my number one. Yeah, I love that shot where it pans into the water and it like it the camera twists i don't know how to describe that motion right now and it's just the two of them as they could be and it's like oh man when it just pans down good. or like or like it, 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 it rotates it, it rotates and pans yeah, it yeah, rotates rotating rotates and pans um i love that shot so much that comes out of there where it's them as like as they could be i think it's like i think it's just a really nice image mm-hmm. uh, and that's my number one yeah as well and that's yeah. the binge ladies and gentlemen wow Thank yeah you yeah, we're ninety nine uh, right now. Ninety nine. This is our ninety ninth episode. We have done a long, hope. a long trudge. <laughs> we, we we hope if we Dude, didn't fuck up anything. It's horribly misnumbered on yeah. We can't anchor that, on that, anchor. Yes. Yeah. Well, we don't. Sh- actually, it might it might just be one off. I think. Well, no, because <laughs> I think it, it counts the. I mean, we've been counting that one time we did like the three the Teen co- Titans uh, thing. Yeah, yeah we, we count counted as, as one. one episode. Anchor might count it as three. Ultimately, it should have been three episodes because even with it being one, and we basically split it, absolutely none of those shows got a fair shake. Mm-hmm. All three yeah. of those shows got absolutely fucked over. <laughs> yeah, we we'll, we we'll fixed we fixed that by only doing shows and a separate thing now. Yeah. We'll we'll cover. We're planning on covering the sequels of two of those shows going at some point. So like, they'll get a chance. And Teen Titans, I think, actually ended up coming out of that episode the best in terms of what actually got discussed. Yeah, so, probably. Yeah. So you know what. All's well that ends well. Tyler, sign us out. Great review. Let us know which of oh, these episodes. This episode is in... brought to you by Audible. 
There it is. Yeah, and um, if you want a Ring of Power book, Google it and get it. Are we sponsored no, by Google K's? It. Get it. Uh, <laughs> every kiss begins with K. Tom. They are selling okay. Lord of the Rings wedding bands. If anybody's interested, I think yes. that's really funny. If they if they're just the evil ring, you know, it is. You could buy you could buy their like Sauron's ring. Why it? Sh- I feel like that, that's so. My cousin bought funny. it. <laughs> it's like you are my precious. Um, I think I'd probably pick like the elven rings, honest. No, the dwarven rings. No, but the Sauron, the Sauron's ring looks badass. It does look badass, but is it is it really a wedding ring type of material? Yeah, like a black. I mean, it's black. <laughs> black. Yeah. His ring. Yeah, is it not gold? I thought it was, isn't it just a gold band? Oh, it is gold. Okay. I don't know. What did your cousin buy? <laughs> Anyway, great hey, reviewers. So dude, do, yes, do the thing, Tom. Great reviewers, let us know which is your favorite episode or favorite moments. Let us know. Uh, let us know out uh, of all the shows that have been airing this this like month or so. What have you enjoyed? What have you been watching? What was what has been good? What has been bad? Do you have so, the same issues with uh, Rings of Power as some of us did? Do you have the same issues with uh, House of Dragons? We'll get into those more later. Yeah, that's that's a couple weeks from now. Do you hate women and people of color in your fantasy? Um, don't tell us that. We don't care. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to respect uh, those people, Tyler. Yeah, great with your show, friends. Uh, next week is our 100th episode, so we got the longest fuck list of best of shit we've ever watched. Yeah, we're, we are we are going to rank everything we've ever seen top 100 sorry i'm probably yeah top 100 things we've we've seen on the show originally i thought about everything and then i realized we watched an obscene amount of content and a fair amount of it was bad thanks to me yours truly uh so that's gonna be how we're actually gonna rank it how we're actually gonna talk about it we don't know we're definitely not just reading off our list for an hour because no, that's stupid no, no. we we plan well no we thought we know to be we honest know we'll we'll read off the top like or one through like 80 and then the yeah. top 20 is where discussion actually happens yeah yeah yeah. the first unless just like you know unless there's a pick that ends up in the 70s where some where one of us yeah, ranked where all it. of us are like what are you what are you even thinking yeah, yeah well why? one of us ranked it high and the other one ranked it low and that's when we fight about how dare you two people gave it like put it out of their 100 and then tyler gave it as his number one pick so now we yep. have to pick a fight about it yep yep it's gonna be under the skin boys well that's not gonna happen you guys already know my number one so um yeah, totally. I'm sure, 100%. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. And if you don't, find out next week. Bye! Bye guys.